Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the 3.12, episode 3.12 of the Shutdown Full Cast. We are currently in the midst of the summer, but this is summer media days, which means that we have the Big 12 popping. We have the ACC on a low boil in the back. We have coaches saying stuff going back and forth. We have actual meta content that we could be discussing this week, which is why it is important that we start with the most important issue of the day, and that is the return of BET Uncut. What that thing smelled like! <laughs> I watched that video so many times, and I never enjo- I never actually enjoyed it. But God, I watched it a lot. Sure did watch it. Sure did watch it. BET Uncut, the return after years in the wilderness of the most controversial show on BET. Last episode aired July 8, 2006. And by the way, this is how you know it was a doomed franchise. It was hosted by Jermaine Dupree. Aw. 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 Come on. I can't make a joke about the man's house being repossessed. Wait, was he was he married to Janet at the time? I don't, I don't remember how the I don't remember how the timeline syncs up there. But I can't imagine Janet Jackson would have been thrilled. Uh, well, BET Uncut did for me uh, hold, I think, the record for the most stunned I have been coming home drunk and watching TV. Yeah. Yeah, because I never came home sober and watched BET Uncut. I always just rolled right into, you know, turning it on and going, forgetting that it was average BET, thinking I was going to get censoring, and then saying, well, somebody's made a drastic mistake. That's a birth canal. Yeah, I just saw a birth canal on cable. (laughs) If you watch the... Video for Ludacris is pussy popping. That was the first time that I turned on BET Uncut. 
and it was filmed here in Atlanta, and it features a birth canal. There's just a full-on – it's a really great explanation of how everything works down there, and that's exactly – what they showed on TV, and I thought it was, and I was so drunk when I turned it on that I thought, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm making that up. Yep, I'm seeing things. Nope. That, yeah, the title of that song, it's, it's, it's accurate. Yeah, yeah. That also BT Uncut, I think, probably met its peak when the creation of the video for Tip Drill happened. Mm-hmm. Which Tip Drill now being, I think, most notable for the sheer number of Ray Cannon jerseys in the video. Do you think Ray paid, paid for that product placement? Uh, Ray rented out his house for the video. Correct. Oh, so the, they they just showed up and they were like, "Oh shoot, we were supposed to bring jerseys." Shit. Yeah the uh, the the mansion that is being used and like splattered in fluids <laughs> for a solid like nine minutes mm-hmm. belongs to um, belonged at the time to a pro football cornerback slash Christian rapper. Ray Buchanan, of course, did drop a gospel rap album around the same time that uh, the butt crack swiping was happening. Man, that's got to be a hell of a VRBO listing. You can stay where the tip drill video was filmed. We haven't cleaned it. <laughs> a warning. There's all these old Baltimore Ravens jerseys all over the just, place. Uh, just so you know, the Windex did nothing. That's exactly the, the actual credit card that Nelly used in the video. It's still here. It's, it's not good. It's not it's, good. It's, it was never good, really. It's, it's sealed in amber. Dust it for Prince. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't use a black light on any of this house. Oh God! Just no. Any single part of this house. It, actually, I think if you did, it wouldn't it, it wouldn't even like register. Like it, the black light wouldn't even know what to make look any it's, different. It's all white. It's just, I it's, think that yeah, means clean, just, right? All white means clean. Good to go. <laughs> it doesn't mean seminal fluid everywhere, right? Yeah, it could possibly. Couldn't There's possibly. no way it could have gotten up on that side of the ceiling. No. It could be. It could be something more benign, like blood from a murder. That's that's true. Wow. Right. Never know. Wow. See, can't, can't rule it out. Glad I just made that so much more. Oh, Miss New Booty was also on. on that's true. Cut. That was great. Yeah. Oh, so many it, fond memories of you know, just staying at home by yourself watching strange, <laughs> strange videos. The best part was being married at the time and coming home drunk. I mean, like, honey, take a look at that. And your wife's like, I've married the wrong human. Look at this. This has all gone sideways. I'm learning about biology. Look at this. Can you do that? <laughs> Please. Where's another donkey in the hat? Go to bed. I'll buy you a Ray Buchanan jersey. <laughs> you might even find those videos erotic. Oh, can you see the uh, segue? Ooh. It's coming. It's ooh, coming. Ooh. The segue's coming. Wow. It is. is it? It sounds like it is. Yeah. Huge. As erotic as Brett Bielema would find a kneel down at the goal line to beat Texas. I hope he I hope he petitions BET Uncut to like put that up. No, oh, please. Like <laughs> Brett Bielema was single at the time. Do you not think that Brett Bielema does not have an encyclopedic Honestly, knowledge of BET Uncut? I'm shocked that we haven't discovered that he was, was in a BET Uncut video. That would not surprise me if you were just like, oh yeah. The waiter who comes in and starts slow grinding. That was Bielema. Slow. That was, that was very tw- slow. Twenty-six-year-old no, Bielema. He was extremely no, slow grinding. He was Bubba Sparks' stunt double. Oh God! We just figured it out. Hmm. Done and done. Wow. That's where he was. Go back and look at him. Call him Mister New Booty. <laughs> <laughs> um, he wrote Bubba a lovely letter, moving, and that's how he got the job. 
not moving too fast. No, 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 no. no, no. That's no. The, move, the moving, the emotions were moving slowly. Low that's, and low and slow. That's how Bielema dances. That's what the tractor from uh, In the Mud mm-hmm. is for, for. You just get on that mm-hmm. and you move very slowly from video to video. The thing that he found erotic was a kneel down on the goal line after pounding Texas for the better part of four quarters of football. I ask you. What is what is your moment of football erotica, Jason Kirk? Wow. Um. Well, like as far as personal fandom goes, I don't think there's anything that would rise to that level because, like, the only team I really care about is in the NFL. No, 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 no. no that's no. more. That's more like. No, I, I'm talking the moment in any game where somebody pulls this move or this situation, and the hairs on the back of your neck rise. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. The, I know the answer to this. Well, go, go ahead then, Ryan. The onside kick when you're already up like four touchdowns, just to be. Oh, so dead. we're not talking about specific no, moments. No, no, no. From... Just, just categories. Oh, okay. Just okay. like, oh yeah, we're we're beating the shit out of you, but we want to get a little live practice in here, so we're just gonna go in onside and eat a dick. Yeah. Love it. Or the same thing applies to, like a fake punt. Any time where the gentlemanly sportsman-like thing to do would just be to kick it away, let the game go on, and you're like, nah, fuck it. I'm going to go for it. I hate you. I hate hate you. I hate you and your whole family. Yeah, I hate everything you stand for. Hope nothing but the bad things in life happen to you. Onside. Uh, If you want a specific answer, mine also involves Texas, and it's Texas losing to Jerry Neuheisel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Man, that is some niche erotica right there. Which, which kind of, uh, in in pers- to put that in perspective, maybe should calm Brett Bielema down a little. Because, yeah, you beat the shit out of Texas. Jerry Neuheisel will beat Texas, too. I don't think nothing's going to calm Burt down. No. It, it, hey, Texas. <laughs> hey, just because you're not Texas' first time, it's still special. <laughs> I mean, listen. Don't Texas, put, Texas is experienced, but that's okay. They've they never they had been that far before, but it didn't matter. Usually, it was with BYU. So, <laughs> which don't tell anybody about that. <laughs> Every, everything BYU did to Texas was an honor code violation. I think Texas just gets better and better at this. And by by this point, Texas is great. Oh, Texas, you flexible. <laughs> Texas does this obscene sex act for the first time. I bet that's not true. <laughs> not so fast. I know that's what the title says, but come on. <laughs> I the the act of like there are some things in football that are just like some things in college football. Because by the way, like the the day that we had like online, a bunch of people arguing about like stuff that that doesn't matter whatsoever. Some of which we'll talk about. Oh Jesus, do we have to? <laughs> that's what that's what we do. Oh, yeah, we'll do we'll fuck. do a little bit of that. So we thought we would actually like take a breather, talk about the good things, talk about the things that sort of make you tingly. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh mine is the perfectly executed play action bomb downfield. Mm. Oh. Oh. You like, mean the one where like the quarterback hesitates for just a second with his back to the field. Oh, yeah, like doesn't give a fuck. Right, right, like, as oh, if to right. say, no, the running back definitely has the ball. He yeah, definitely like, has it. Like, let's see, 2003 Florida State Clemson. Yeah. Chris Wanky. Chris Wanky pulls, like, such a great play-action move that he actually is standing in the end zone not looking. Isn't even concerned about Clemson finding it. And then he hits, I think it's Snoop Menace. He hits Snoop Menace for, like, a bomb, like a 98-yard bomb. Against this, that's Bobby Bowden going against his own son. Put it on you. Put it on you. Put it on you, son. You go. 
you're going to come to dad. You know, you, you better you better be ready. Better be ready, son. Uh, like that or Joey Harrington, uh, Oregon, Colorado. And I think that was the Holiday Bowl. Mm-hmm. Oh, Joey Harrington throws this like dime off of a play action pass. Jeff Tedford was the offensive coordinator at the time. And it just clicks. It's all so beautiful. Like the field just opens up. It looks like, and it all looks like some sort of horrible accident happening to the defense out of design. Oh, that's just beautiful. For Alabama fans, that would be, I think, Amari Cooper in, let's see, the 2000, is that the 2013 SEC championship game when they run like nine times, ten times in a row and then immediately throw a bomb to Cooper and he's open because Bama's been gashing them on the run. And then he's just there's nobody near him. That like, was, yeah, that was that was the one against Georgia where it was yeah, third or fourth quarter. Everyone's just like, oh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Yeah, yeah. I, I think for me that 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 setup is probably what does it. Like when a team just runs like twelve times in a row, and it's like they're they just don't care about balance at all right now. They're not, they're not doing like the like the, the the recommended offense thing where it's like you do both things just because they're doing what's working, but. You just know that that big play action stinger is coming. I love that. I love the front side sack by a defensive tackle. I'm not talking mm. about the blind side hit that snaps the neck. I am not talking about the front side hit, although that's nice. You beat the right tackle off as either an end or a linebacker, and you completely plaster the quarterback. I mean, that's nice. But nothing to me is better than Star Lele had a great one of these when he was at Utah where you just destroy the guard or center and maul into the backfield, and it's like the unseen footage from Grizzly Man that you never got to see. That's you like, only... yeah, that's some Danny Shelton shit, too. Oh, yeah, Danny Shelton was great at that. That's some Warren Sapp shit that, mm-hmm. is, that is straight out of the Indomitian Sioux playbook. Yeah. Oh, it's that's... It's delightful. Oh, it is. It's great because... There is no subtlety to it whatsoever. A man is destroyed. The quarterback has like the fear of God in his eyes and is just swallowed like Unicron swallowing a planet, right? Just, it's, oh, it's beautiful. Love you, Galactus. Love you, Galactus. <laughs> the, cu- the cuddliest supervillain. Ryan, what, what, what say you? I already answered this question. How do you already uh, forget? No, you got another one. Oh, you, on. what, I, I have another thing to pick that's erotic? Of course, Jesus. it's football. How That's... can there not be? I don't think I – Jason is not off the hook on this. Hmm. Okay, I like I, – I really do enjoy when like dumbass fullback who has no role in the game other, to, other than to block and block well randomly – and this only happens maybe once every five games – just like leaks out onto the weak side – Runs that like unintentional sort of uh, fl- co- combination, sort of flat that turns into a wheel route, and just nobody's catching him. And they're just like, God, da- God, they threw it to Jerry. Shit, he never, he never gets the ball because <laughs> Jerry, like Jerry from Parks and Rec, yes, is <laughs> the fullback <laughs> running with his unusually wide ass. They, threw, they <laughs> threw it to fullback Gergich. Shit, Larry, <laughs> Jerry, damn it. That's not that's maybe not erotic, but it is sort of like it is sort of tingly in a different way. All right, all right. I I got I got one now. I got one now. Okay. It's when a screen gets completely sniffed <laughs> out, snuffed out 
like this real clever screen that maybe it worked last week, maybe it's worked a time or two uh, so far in this game. Either the defensive end just realizes, hold up, hold up, they're, they're trying to play me, so he just backs up and gets all in the middle of where the ball's going. Or it's just that heat-seeking missile from the secondary coming in and just annihilating dude as soon as he catches the ball. That's that's just gorgeous to me. Because, like, screens, most of the time, it's, that's just easy money. That's just, you know, free three, four, five yards, low, you know, low risk. Maybe you break a big one. So to see a screen actually get destroyed and actually turn into a bad thing, that's pretty beautiful. Anytime I that's, – that's an example often of a safety recognizing a play – Anytime a safety absolutely demolishes a play single-handedly, I just I blossom with joy. Anytime a safety sees what's happening three seconds before everyone else and ruins life for somebody, and I'm not just talking about them annihilating somebody, like when somebody tries to get away with a bubble screen and they just blow through the block and intercept it. Oh, oh, that's active hooking in the household. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go one more. This is not on the field, but it's right off the field. And that is the rare instance where the coordinator starts screaming at the head coach. And it doesn't happen often because it's, not, supp- because it's not supposed to happen. But holy shit, when the coordinator just starts fucking screaming at the head coach and the head coach is just like, I have to set the example. I can't punch him in the solar plexus. I really want to punch him in the solar plexus, but we're on television right now. Or just openly assaults them. Yeah, that's, that's- good too. That, that's really good as well. I'm very fond of the moment when the coordinator is caught clearly on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Yeah. There, are, there are two instances I can think of. One, a shot of David Cutcliffe when he was the offensive coordinator at Tennessee. And Eric Ainge was his quarterback. They flash up there. The game is on the line. It is shortly before Eric Ainge is about to throw a game-killing and season-killing interception against LSU. Love you, Eric. And... Uh, it's before, and they show up to the booth, Cutcliffe, and all of the color is drained from his face. Like he, I mean, he looks like a man about to die. Yeah. And you can tell that he does. He knows where the ball's going, and he knows what's going to happen, and he can do nothing about it. And he screams out, "Ball!" <laughs> and just Bah! and as the play happens, like he knows and he sees it and he can't do anything about it. It's so bad. The second is Dan, is a young graduate assistant, Dan Mullen, in the back of the booth, on the booth cam, as Notre Dame runs out of clock. Oh, like, oh yeah. Like Notre Dame, like Bob Davey lost two games in like three, like three games out of three games early in the season once he lost two of them on time management alone. That's not good shit. And yeah. now look at him. And now look at him. He's fine. But yeah, there's a shot where like they don't have timeouts and the clock's running out and they can't get a playoff. And Dan Mullen is in the back and he looks like a man who's watching someone he loves be killed. This happens but- this look you're describing also happens <clears throat> occasionally to the um the interim staff that is left after the coach head coach has left or been fired. And they're just sort of and they you don't have that exciting West Virginia moment where it's like, yeah, we're going to rally for this guy. We're just sort of like, oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Everything's everything's bad. Everything's <laughs> sour. I was also a big fan of Jimbo Fisher like against Virginia when they lost Virginia. Oh, They're out of timeout. Oh, yeah. Him Absolutely. just going to his knees and collapsing. Yeah. Like going get, to his hands. Get down there and start terraforming. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
He was about to oxygenate Mars. And that's how Minecraft began. <laughs> Jimbo needs to sue, man. I've, I've seen that guy's house. Mr. Minecraft. Have you? Oh, oh, I thought you meant Jimbo's house. Yeah, no, Jimbo and I. I, th- I thought you had some, <laughs> had some science to drop re Jimbo's house. Yeah. I mean, there are there are people in college football I think I could hang out with and be perfectly fine with. I don't know if Jimbo and I'd have much to talk about. We just have to go kill something. He might huh. be happy not talking though, right? I don't think so. Have you heard him talk? <laughs> yeah, I, but I always interpret like Jimbo Fisher's incredibly fast cadence as let's just get this over with. Let's just get just just hurry up. Let's get it all done get over that i'm tired of human communication just like to get this over with as soon as possible mm-hmm. we also have another story to talk about oh hey who's who's auburn's head coach jason oh, that'd be that'd be uh gus Malzahn. oh d- and does he have opinions about the depth of the sec schedule this year uh coach, year? coach Malzahn does have opinions about the southeastern conference i think we would like to state beforehand by the way that we all believe in auburn sure why wouldn't we absolutely I don't, I don't know in regards to what, but absolutely. I think if there's one thing you can say about Auburn is that they find a coach who can lead them to success, and they, they ride that hand out, and they let him leave on his terms. It's true. They're, they're givers. They're a family. Yeah. They, they let things unfold naturally. <laughs> every, every coach has that do not resuscitate order. You know, it's a circle of life thing. Do you think Coach Chiswick's going to pull through? No, nope, pull the plug. Nope. Pull it. That's how nope. I'd want it. That's how nope. I'd want it. That's what he told me in 2011. Nope. I'm not even. I'm not even comatose, guys. I, pull I've, the plug. I've seen Cuckoo's Nest. Just scroll. Get down to the end. Hurry up. Fast forward. Just smother him. Go. 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 Pull over my first guard. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just how his voice sounds because he's all jaw. Keep going. He's all jaw. You need two pillows. It's a massive block. It's like yeah. So it's like it's like. You're you're suffocating Chiswick while looking up like oh shit Bama's got a new porch in front of the house. That's why Terry, that's why Terry Bowden got out of town. That's true. He's like so Terry, have you updated your will? Out of there. He's a wily he's a wily little chunklet. Smart man. I'll hide in Akron. No one will find me there, and they haven't. That's true. No. <laughs> Yet. Yet. The uh, he did have opinions though, Malzahn on the because right now you should know. The SEC always manages to preempt. It's kind of this evil dick move that they do. They always manage when the ACC and the Big 12 are having their media days. SEC runs all of their coaches through ESPN all at once for their it's car, like, for their it's car like wash. follow-up media days during everybody else's media days. What a, what a thin fucking premise to just shit all over other media days. Oh, it's a car wash. You're ESPN. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, it's the ice cream social. No, you're just being dicks. Just own it. It's basically the soup and brunch meals that you make out of SEC Media Days, right? Yeah. Oh, these ingredients are old. We'll hey. just call it brunch. Hey, we'll just ma- run it the next week. We're going to make chicken stock out of this, Hugh Freeze. It's going to be great. It is good that it, like, it gives coaches a chance to like walk back the bad opinions they had during Media Days. <laughs> like, like, hey, Coach Saban, thanks for joining us. You said this whiny thing about the NFL draft. Um do, do you want to explain why that wasn't whiny? And then he gets to say, well, oh, you know, it was the NFL Network. Uh, it was misinterpreted, blah, blah, blah. He gets to say all the things he should have said the first time around. And it's like he, they get a whole do-over on Media Days. It's a Media Days mulligan. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody gets to do this. And in his 
attempt to do this. Gus Malzahn. Uh, Gus Malzahn went ahead and introduced a bad opinion. <laughs> yeah, which look, it's I, not his fault. He didn't get that bad opinion out the first time around. That's true. He's known for um, you know, know not not being fast enough, not getting you know, not not getting call plays called quickly well, enough. Look, he left something in the playbook. He didn't want to tip his hand. Listen, got, ha- haters, get it out there. Listen, haters. I'm going to be contrarian and just say that in the hurry up, Gus Malzahn media offense, he's just trying to get another play out there. That's true. He's just trying to show you something else you have to be worried about, right? But another but, another formation. But the but what he said was basically to the effect of, well, it's harder for the SEC to succeed in the playoff format because we have to play in the SEC and not some baby town league like the ACC or the Big Ten. Yeah. Yes, per per Travis Haney of ESPN. Hey, Trav, Auburn's Malzahn told me. He thinks the SEC is at a disadvantage in the college football playoff because of the strength of the league. Others fresher for the playoff as a result. Do you know what this is? This is when you live with somebody who's not employed at the time. Maybe it's a partner. Maybe it's, you know, a roommate. And that person has responsibilities. Cleaning the house, maybe taking care of children. And you decide to come home after a bad day at work. And you run your mouth to the effect of, well, I'm the one at work all day busting my ass while you're just sitting around the house. And that's when you stepped in it. Yeah. That's what, that's what Gus Malzahn did. He came home and told you that you were just watching the soaps, Big 12, ACC. Why don't you go out there and get a real job? While, while daddy's out there making the kill. Mm-hmm. While Daddy's out there losing the Outback Bowl, <laughs> Daddy's out there, <laughs> out there, out there going eight, tech. going going out there and going eight and five. Outback Bowl said we had to put in overtime hours. You think I want to be there? Of course, I'd rather be home with you watching Doctor Phil. But that ain't my life. I work three goddamn jobs, including one against Samford, just to put food on this table. I gotta go on the road to Manhattan, Kansas. Just to keep you happy. Just to keep you oh, shopping well, at TJ okay, Maxx. That's a fair point now. Oh, yeah. All right. That, I mean, that yeah, that's, that, that's hazard pay. That's essentially charging somebody for coaching and animal husbandry. Because mm-hmm. I know what y'all do in Kansas, y'all, and it ain't natural. So this is what Gus Malzahn said. Um, and frankly, I don't even know if there's any point in discussing whether, you, uh, whether it's right or wrong. Because you're pretty much just going to decide whatever you believe. I... I dare think it's possible that Gus Malzahn uh, may be making an excuse, and he may also be right at the same time. It's totally possible. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, it's like a... Uh, it's probably kind of right, but it's not the kind of thing you say. There's like, there's no way for this to come across anywhere near you know, the correct way. It's not going to do anything but galvanize Auburn fans to be more insular, as if that could be possible. But what like, I, What I like about the, the SEC is so hard excuse is that it insulates you in theory from everything you you lose nine games sec's hard as hell don't know what to tell you you accidentally sell your car because you got drunk hey all that (laughs) sec stress didn't know what i was doing too focused on next week if i if i coached in a, a boom boom conference 
would I would have been able to focus and not realize that I was listing the car on eBay. I'm sorry. Sheila. You you wreck your motorcycle with a volleyball player on mm-hmm. the back. Hey yeah. man, listen, I had to go to Alabama last year. I recruit year. in the SEC. The recruits don't come to me. I have to come to them on a motorcycle listen, with this listen, volleyball officer. blonde. Officer, I have to play Florida across division every year. What do you have to do? <laughs> I like that. By the way, I like that you made him less miles. Like like like. <laughs> the drunk, like the drunk or rec- drunk and or reckless driver, is less miles. Like, yeah. well, of course, I was going the wrong way down the road. I got to play Florida every year. <laughs> it rubs off at some point. Yeah, exactly. You're just going to become mediocre by association. Like, there's it's going there's, to happen. Less miles driving the wrong way on the highway. Either he does that all the time, or it's like the most unfathomable thing to him. Like, either it's like this is an adventure, or it's like a just a horrifying concept. Or that Les Miles has never actually been on the other side of the road. That he's, he's only never... ever driven on the right side of the road, and that he's only made like like he's only made circles every time he's driven. Nope, I only make rights. Yeah, if you're like, hey Les, wouldn't it be funny if we went into the other lane? Like it just, mm. just wouldn't even enter his mind as a possible concept. I didn't even know you could do that. I don't know where those people are going. Yeah, I don't even see them. <laughs> I don't even see them. I'm focused on going forward. <laughs> What? You're crazy. There aren't any people over there. You could just make a U-turn. This what? Is, this isn't England. Yeah. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen European vacation, and it scared me off of that. Um, yeah, I don't – there's no – like, if you look at Auburn's schedule, okay, I mean, it's hard. Like, it's actually – like, it's a more difficult schedule. How you can even say that with a straight face looking at the Pac-12, uh, it's difficult. I know it's hard. It's even more difficult in light of the massive, stinking bathroom wrecking turd that the entire SEC West laid in bowl season last year. You're welcome, SEC West, hey, SEC East. Just hold holding down. it down. Just, just hold it down. Just worn the fuck out, man. Like John Henry. That's right. But yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, they beat up on each other. My favorite, by the way, as always, is the most what about me fan base. The most what about me fan base. Because we don't do simple, crude, vulgarian things like saying the dumbest fan base is here on Shutdown Fullcast. No, we're not going to no, do that. No. They're all pretty dumb. But in terms of the most conceited and or the fan base that's like most willing to grab the mic when somebody else grabs an award and or scream, what about me? It isn't fair whenever anything happens. Ohio State fans, as always, oh. having, like, having like the dullest, dumbest interjections, especially when they have a coach. Who started all this shit. Who started all who this. Started, <laughs> who dropped the first record. God damn, you have the cool G rap of SEC shit talking. You did. Actually, he was more like, he was more like the Tupac because he did the East Coast to West Coast thing. right? And then, like he, and then he faked he, his own death. And then he faked. <gasps> wow. Damn. <laughs> Damn. If we pull up that shirt and Urban's got the Thug Life tattoo. <laughs> now nah, Shelly has it. Yeah. That's <laughs> why you fucked Jim Tressel, you fat motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he sweaters. All, see, this is all part of the plan, right? Yeah. This is all part of the long arc of the plan. Urban beat Ohio State and humiliated them so that he could eventually get the job. My mind is blown. Yeah, and like for anyone um, who who thinks we're being unfair, this is all totally accurate. Urban Meyer invented this whole SEC holler and stuff. Like it, 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 it had its roots when Auburn got 
um, Auburn went undefeated and didn't make the title game, but it really took off when Urban Meyer took full advantage of it. He created this monster. 2006. Sure, they were close victories. They weren't impressive, but that SEC schedule, boy, it just that in the championship game, just pushing us forward. Take a look at who the Big Ten plays. You're going to put them in that title game? Okay, we'll play them. Sure, go ahead. Makes all those traps in Last Crusade look like cakewalk. Man. Oh, uh, Ryan has fully melted my mainframe. (laughs) Going to need a full replacement. New servers and everything. I'm beyond impressed. Uh, Anything else for Media Days, by the way, that we need to uh, tackle before we move on to reader questions? Yeah, I I got one thing. Okay. Um, So our friend Matt Repchak is at Big 12 Media Days this week. And he spotted a notable former college football coach, somebody who is uh, always on hand, uh, eager to explore new employment opportunities. Uh, Helpful man, we might say. He was either there for Big 12 Media Days or the Mary Kay convention that always overlaps Big 12 Media Days, uh, which helps a lot with every lipstick on a pig imagery we want to use for the Big 12's championship scenario. I'm talking about Houston Nuts. And what I want to know is, why do you guys think Houston Nutt was there, and was it for the Mary Kay convention? I'm going to say that he was under the impression that Mary Kay is a school in the maybe the CAA or the Southland. Mm, okay, yeah, like a William and Mary. He he got William and Mary screwed up. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Or it's yeah, looking for some contacts with this Mary Kay University. Here they're visionary people. They they if they to get the job done, they'll go door to door, just like I will. Mary Kay's nothing more but a coaching tree, really, if you think about it. And I want to it be is, part of is. that coaching tree. I like their colors, the gentle pink. I think it's underrepresented in football. I've got a lot of colors. I've got a lot of colors. Plus, as a private organization, it can't be foiled. I appreciate that as well. <laughs> Recruits like the colors these days. They got a lot of them. They're good at getting people on board. They're good at concealing their schemes. I also assume he was there for a job. That would be it. Continued networking and and flesh pressing. Here's what I oh. hope he was doing. I mean, there are some Big 12 jobs that may be coming open soon. True. But I hope that he went to Big 12 Media Day so that he can go to all the other schools that are maybe thinking, look, we need to make a move get into the Big 12, they're thinking about expansion, let's not sit on this. That way he can go to those schools and say, hey man, I know a guy, I'll get you into the party. Hey, listen, you hire me? I I saw Charlie Strong just a week ago. I I just greased these wheels. I'm not in the fraternity, but I am rushing in the fall. Either that or like he went there under the impression that when these these new schools join, they won't have a coach. So Mm -hmm. it's like... Hey, it's like hey, it's like an when expansion y'all have that expansion franchise in Connecticut. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, who are you going to hire? Huh? You need a winner. I did that cotton ball thing. Cotton ball. I took I took Ole Miss to two, 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 two New Year's Day bowls. Fifty years. Fifty years. Two two New Year's Day bowls. Boise, cotton. Fifty. Bo- Boise State. Papa's coming home. <laughs> I, I, built that, I built that program. You know what? He kind of did. <laughs> I went like I four mean, and seven there in like 1996. <clears throat> Sir, five and six. 
<laughs> Excuse me, sir. Pause. Sorry, 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 coach. Sorry, Champions. coach. Don't undersell him by a whole game, sir. When y'all add them Jacksonville Jaguars mm-hmm. out in in USF Tampa, hey, listen, that's the school where I I dropped in through the rafters looking for an interview. I've already done the reconnaissance. But pretty literally, actually. Perfect. Yeah, that kind of happened. He kind of is Tampa Batman. Speaking of zombie coaches who can't get work in anymore and just keep plugging, Dan Hawkins, champion this week, by the oh, way. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, change, our, change, change the national bird. It's a bald hawk now. Yeah, that's right. Because guess who led the United States team to a championship in the uh, IFAF World is, Cup of Football? Do you think there is a coach... Or even a person who could lead the U.S. to anything but a world championship in American football? Will Muschamp. <laughs> no way. The world would score zero points total. And yep. America and, and we'd have would. Neg- we'd have <clears throat> negative America 14. Would, <clears throat> I don't know how. We'd have negative points. Nah, a point would dribble the right way or something. Ceci no. pas intramurals, France. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, France may not beat us, but if it was like France del Sud... Oh shit! Yeah, then yeah, definitely. We, we wouldn't lose to France because remember they're on par with us. But like Montenegro could like waltz in and like beat us at home without throwing a pass. Yeah, they lost they're kind of the raging Cajuns of the world. The stage. point. The point is that Will Muschamp is a horrible head football coach. We That's lost to point. Morocco, y'all. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Got bad news, America. That offense was just too spicy. That was a field hockey team. I don't even know. I don't even know what's going on. Oh, you know I can't. <laughs> you know I can't handle turmeric. <laughs> oh yeah i bet will muschamp could even say turmeric so it's a brilliant defensive coach y'all good luck war eagle this year yeah the uh reader questions we should move to those let's do that for tonight because we have a number of them and i want to start with one of i'll start with one of mine an important case which is maybe not football related but we're going to make it that way joshua simmons at joshua simmons on twitter question does this sound like a cover-up to you guys too that would be a story about a spike in leprosy cases in Florida. And experts believe armadillos are behind it. Does that sound like a cover-up to you? Are we suggesting that the armadillos are doing the cover-up? I'm, I'm going to leave this open to interpretation. Wow. I doubt the armadillos are doing it because armadillos are they're very stupid. You could, un- <sighs> well, you, you could underestimate them and still be way overshooting their intelligence. I mean, they're in Florida, so how, you know, comparatively, they're, they're pretty smart. By the way, that's Florida has typically sees two to twelve cases of leprosy a year, and boy, you're going to sleep much more soundly knowing that. But thus far, there have been nine in 2015, and they think it is because the the experts you can hear my finger quotes around this say that this is because of quote people coming into contact with armadillos unquote. I mean, I feel like there's a lot about this subject I don't know, such as armadillos being carriers of leprosy, apparently. You know, I'm just going to say this, and I, I know we don't get political on this podcast, but if there's one major political figure in Florida who looks like an armadillo, it's Rick Scott, the governor. Hmm. Look him up. Mm-hmm. Well, if there's any man who's probably been spending a lot of time in the woods lately in order to get away from troubles in life, Man with his job. It's probably Jimbo Fisher. Oh man, I thought you were definitely gonna go Al Golden. <laughs> no, 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 no. Do you see that starched white shirt? Jesus. Do you think Al Golden ever goes into the woods? Jesus. 
that's not a that's not a man who functions well outside of a paved path sort of environment. That's he true. doesn't. He does yeah. have he does Al Golden dresses like the man who stumbles upon Dexter's crime scene like halfway through the season. Whoa! What? Yeah, yeah, he's he's a man. He uses a lot of gel in his hair. Has an enormous starched white shirt. He's a house cat. And much okay? like much like that character, Al Golden will not make it to the end of the season. So congratulations! No. Boom, Dexter references. Yeah, if, we if hot. Of- <laughs> thus, thus leading, by the way, to our conspiracy theory. Next year's head coach of the University of Miami, Lane Kiffin. Oh. yeah, he does have that sort of that psychopathic thing going on, and that that um, sort of that tone. And Lane Kiffin is handsome in the way that a serial killer is handsome, where you're like, I don't think he's handsome, but enough people do that they are lured in by his trap. It's it's that sort of uncan- uncanny valley kind of attractive. Right, where you're like, I, no, I, I objectively don't think he's attractive, but, you know, 10 to 15 women who haven't been found believed he was. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you look at him and you're like, I, I see what you're getting at. Right, right. I see why this might appeal to some people who don't have a good sense of safety. Some people who are no longer with us. Right. Does, I mean, he, cele- does he celebrate the minute he realizes that his victims are his victims, right? Like, like, oh, look, it's a single person walking down a road in an isolated, unlit part of Miami at night. You just And you look and his hands are already raised. Touchdown! Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, Tennessee, you need a ride? <laughs> oh, I'm going this way. What's that? Oh, yeah, there's no cell phone service on this road. Weird, huh? Hey, look, a well. Nothing bad will happen in the middle of the night to you. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we agree that this is definitely a cover-up for Jimbo Fisher spending too much time in the woods, bringing back armadillos, handing them to small children in Tallahassee as gifts, and then them contracting leprosy. So does he think that, like, well, found me some dillas. These will do some good around the campus. These will... These will occupy the students and keep them from, from raising hell. If I'm, gonna ban, if I'm going to ban the students from bars, then what am I going to do? i got to give them something. i got to give them an armadillo. got to place bars with armadillos. It's, it's, the, only, it's the only option i got. I the, only, the only, thing, only thing I can do, I'm going to give them an armadillo, then I'm going to take it. They can take care. That's how you teach them responsibility. You can't beat an armadillo. You can't, yeah. uh, you can't rob an armadillo. It's got nothing to rob. You take that armadillo home, everybody's going to take care of it. They're going to love that armadillo. They're going to learn responsibility. They're going to come back and be a better football player, and they're going to be a better NFL draft pick when they eventually go in the NFL draft and hornswoggle somebody out of at least one signing bonus. That's what I I'm here for that is what I'm here for the university for. Jimbo gets, and they're gonna know some stuff about science. They're gonna know some stuff about zoology. Jimbo gets Dillo's paid. <laughs> Jimbo's gonna get an armadillo. Like he's gonna get an armadillo drafted by the Buffalo Bills, man. Browns are gonna take him first round. They'll be like, listen, the mobility is suspect. His he tested hands, positive his for hands leprosy. Need work? Yeah, but you know, he played in that system. But he just hard nosed, he's got thick skin. Hard nosed, he's got thick skin. I know that Armadillo is not all that mobile. He doesn't doesn't walk off the field because he's too slow. The place I did. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's always on the field, he's always in the gym because he can't can't get this kid out of the film room. Literally. (laughs) Literally. You you need a gun. He's trapped. (laughs) Or whatever. (laughs) You need to call pest control to get this kid out of the weight room. Tell you what, this kid kept his nose clean, too. No run ins with the law. Did get armad- hit by a police car that was ruled to be not his fault. <laughs> There's no police report though. <laughs> of course not. It, it was uh, it was it was ruled it was ruled Tallahassee police. Yeah, t- t- TPD found no evidence. Fired three <laughs> cops over it. <laughs> Armadillo was named the sheriff. <laughs> what a trash heap of a place. <laughs> Just a garbage scow of a cultural node. <laughs> 
so like so like I said, I I hope that everybody is fine. It's not leaving leprosy anymore. Damn it, it's Hansen's disease. God, <laughs> CNN, you're terrible. Uh, question, Jason Kirk, you got one? Sure, 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 sure. Um, let's see. The first one comes to us from our friends at Our Daily Bears, the world's greatest Baylor resource. Could Art Bryles get away with the crime, and if so, which? Um, the first, the, the simplest explanation here is yes, and any crime to which he would like personally confess, because the man, everything he says is so confusing that he could try and tell you in Bryles speak that like he kidnapped the president, and you'd be like, man, that sounds real cool. That's that's just some real good Texas wisdom you just dropped. Like hey, you, like today, you, you if see the University of Texas trying to kidnap anybody these days, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know what he just said about kidnapping the president, but that's just a real cool Texas idiom for you know doing your job. Like like today, if I could read a briefly extended quote from him today at Big Twelve Media Days, he said, "Why do criminals get caught? Because all of a sudden, let's say I was a policeman, I get lucky and catch him walking out of a house." No, it's because I've studied him and I've watched his previous crimes. And guess what? He goes at 10.15 at night, he parks his car two houses down, and he calls a cell tower. And lo and behold, two weeks later, he's doing it again. We're watching his phone, and we go catch him. You can't do the same thing over and over again, or you'll get stale and get beat. To me, that's the exciting part. Like I said, I've been doing it since 1979, and I feel like I'm a baby. I do. I feel like a little baby. And if I act up, take my blanket away. That's just good stuff, man. That's just good stuff about football or I don't know. Shit. I don't know if he. I don't know if he just confessed to something or or what. But I, I think, yeah, I think he's telling us that he's tapped Gary Patterson's phone. Yeah, or basically, at least, or at least stolen Gary's car. Which you know, if if you can do that to a rival coach, that's the that's the ultimate engagementship. You do that. You do that every time. That's like pillaging their fields. Hey, planting evidence is just you know farming success. I don't know what to tell you. You put it in the ground, conviction grows out of it. It's just is the it conviction? Play is action. it conviction something we want out of our children? Believe That's in right. themselves. Multiple convictions. <laughs> Play with multiple convictions. That's right. Dang it. Art could get away with it. He could get away with it in Waco. I mean, think about it. If like Waco's pretty lenient anyway, as long as you're the right kind of person. As long as I you mean, don't get the federales involved. <laughs> well, you know what? You can get the federales involved if you're bikers. That's hey. You still, you still don't. I mean, really, you can start a full on firefight. You can literally do anything. David anymore. Koresh had conviction. Tell you what. <laughs> There's a man who played with convictions. Uh, oh, I'm a bad do you person. Have, R- Ryan, you're a terrible human. Do you have a question? I do. Uh, this question, let's go with this. This is a sort of a combo question uh, from JD at Giuseppe Johnson. He asks, if Donald Trump wanted to be the head coach of a Power 5 team, which would be the best fit and why? The flip version <laughs> of that question comes from Matt Berry at MattBerry05. And he says, which coach is most likely to give out a rival's cell phone number at a press conference? Spencer, mm-hmm. I know you already have the perfect answer to the first question. Donald the Trump, most, Power 5 head coach. The most luxurious of universities with the most gold and the most famous people and the, most, the highest Q rating with the most luxurious possible uh, accommodations and accoutrement. And surroundings, just uh, with a tradition like no other, and prices starting in the mid eight billions. Um, and and also, if you kick this log, it's hollow because there's actually no substance to it whatsoever anymore. Uh, and that would be Notre Dame. So congratulations, Trump. Sad, I think- sad that fat, trashy Rosie O'Donnell can't appreciate a premium football program like By this the way, one. I- 
Exactly. I kind of already feel like they had Donald Trump as their coach because Charlie Weiss, Charlie Weiss, if you listen to the way he talked, he talked a lot like Donald Decided Trump. Decided schematic advantage. Decided schematic advantage. Who looks serious? A premium schematic advantage. A premium schematic advantage no, for, you know, only the most wealthy, the wealthiest of the wealthy alumni who want that premium class build, experience. These buildings don't have a certificate of occupancy because the Department of Buildings doesn't appreciate good things. I don't do conferences. Conferences are full of losers, and I don't associate with losers. I don't losers. do that. I don't do that. Why would I? Why would I sully my brand? Yeah. So actually, I was going to say Trump, but you've already had Trump as your coach, and Notre Dame off the hook. Wow. Uh, so, and then who is the head coach most likely to pull a Donald Trump and give out a rival coach's cell phone number? Steve <laughs> 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 There's no question here. Oh. I mean, I wouldn't give out his number or anything, but it is 813-418-9280. I think it's during his annual salary rundown. Like, he just gives out Nick Saban's phone number. <laughs> you call him and ask him. He'll tell you he's overpaid. He told me last week. <clears throat> Hold on. Let me read it off my phone here. Hold on. He holds like, up I, his, I got the text right here. He holds I, up I'd learn how to text just to do this. He holds up his flip phone. All right. Hold on. Siri. <laughs> Siri. Call Strimpy. There's also the matter of the person who might give it out on accident. Like I feel like Spurrier would just give it out out of pure spite. But then there's the guy who might give it out on accident. Plus, like uh, Tim Beckman or something. Tim Beckman. Because <laughs> I feel like somebody could just like – Tim Beckman would be reading a statement, right? And the statement would have like the contact info written in there and he would just he just wouldn't stop reading, right? He'd be like <laughs> – <laughs> He's reading the letterhead. Right, exactly. He's like, University of Illinois, Coach Tim Beckman. Thank you all for coming here for immediate release. <laughs> I like that Tim Beckman just became like Cookie Monster Anchorman. <laughs> He's the white Takimbe Matumbo, basically. <laughs> Lasagna. Of course he is. I've always said that. Lasagna. <laughs> Lasagna. <laughs> Who wants to copulate with Tim Beckman? <laughs> Who wants to commit to Illinois? <laughs> no one? Okay, I'll leave. <laughs> this is an Applebee's in Indiana. Bye-bye. <laughs> there, there's also the possibility of Kirk Ferentz doing that and like no one even hearing because no one listens. No one's listened to a word Kirk, Kirk Ferentz has said for a good seven years. Jesus I mean, we Christ, ju- we he's make- just been reading social security numbers for years. <laughs> That's <laughs> all the playbook is. Kirk Ferentz is bought and sold by North Korea. My yeah, we God. Make, we make jokes about different people being the Zodiac killer, but suspect number one, <laughs> he pre- he's probably – go back and look. Look at those beady dead eyes. <laughs> go Go look in some old – transcripts of iowa press conferences i bet he's confessed to I, it i bet he's more of the btk type where it's like <laughs> oh yeah he just seemed like such a good neighbor little did we know that he was maiming people people we knew in our community the whole time yeah the, like the glowing thing that comes out later like they always do whenever the killer's a white guy like the it wasn't so bad it's like parents there's like 20 quotes like he was the most boring guy on our street and we live on a really boring street when's that gonna get old by the way when somebody's like yeah he just seems so boring and flat i'm like of course he's a serial killer next time on unsolved mysteries that should have been your clue dummy yeah like oh my god this man participated in the community and dressed up like a clown i'm like yeah of course he killed people one man went to multiple Outback Bowls, but his neighbors never suspected that he was a killer. They never, they never knew he was responsible for the deaths of so many Iowa games. 
I had no idea he was the Iowa coach. If I'd known, I would have called the cops. Dude, stop stop singing that theme song. Yeah, was that the unstoppable Stop, that's scaring the crap out of me. I'm picturing aliens. I'm sitting in the dark in my backyard. I am. No, I'm, I'm looking a, around right now. I'm by a pair of really dark open windows. I'm Robert Stoop. Man. Tonight on Unsolved Mysteries, the Hawkeye Killer. Hawkeye Killer. <laughs> <Hulk I killer>. <laughs> <laughs> The scourge of Iowa City. <laughs> Three undefeated seasons walked into a restroom and were never seen again. <laughs> Remember when he was good a decade and a half ago? The Blind River Killer. God, Kill we've, we've really focused on serial killers a lot tonight. Ah, well, it's that time of the year. It's July 21st. Hooray, it's hot. Yeah, yay. Um, let's see, I think we have time for like two more questions. All right. Sure. I'm gonna do a, I'm going to do a quick one. That's from Corbina Smith here. Wanted to know since uh, Ryan tweeted out final call for shutdown full cast questions and tagged Circuit City. <laughs> of course. <laughs> a now defunct box. I'm sorry. Full. I don't know what's wrong with me. Well, earlier we tagged the defunct Hulk Hogan. So. <laughs> That's a gawker. I do like that the Circuit City account, um, it's, it, its profile right now, it's at Circuit City Inc., it says, Tiendas de la Ciudad Circuito. Estar atentos a los anuncios. Circuit City, just lo que necesitaba. Hashtag just lo que necesitaba. <laughs> I think, and it's got 291 uh, followers. I think you found like a Spanish parody Circuit City account? It's possible. Maybe. It's, it's possible. Last, it's, its last tweet was from like five days ago, and, and it's, it's like the, Brit- the British Open is the only reason I like that Scotland didn't leave Great Britain. So. So Damn, good. that's a hot take, Circuit City, Inc. I know. I think this but, is uh, legit. Corbina Smith, at Corbina Smith, uh, wants to know if we price match. We do not price match. Sorry. I mean, we do, because this is free. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll, it we'll, is. We'll, we'll match. We'll, yeah. Shh. yeah. <laughs> have, you been, have you been putting this on your tax forms? Have you yeah, been declaring this as roles. income? Shit. Have you been borrowing against this podcast? You get a HELOC? Yeah, I've been, I got, uh, yeah whatever that is. <laughs> Good enough for Georgia. That's cool. <laughs> uh, any other questions, gentlemen? I think we got time for like one more. Okay, uh, I'll, we'll do this one from our good friend Dan Rubenstein because it made me sad. Uh, he wanted to know. Given, oh, that sounds good. Given your current sizes, how many different positions could you bulk up or lose weight to play? And what this led to in the SB Nation and uh, New York City offices was looking up my current height and weight. And comparing it to NFL players of yesteryear. And I learned that I should be Ladanian Tomlinson. And I am not Ladanian Tomlinson. No, Ladanian Tomlinson was dense. Like, super dense. Spencer should be David Cobb. Which is about right. Uh, yeah. And Dan should be a... I guess like a not very good cornerback who's had mono for a month. That's who he is. But, But if you guys had to, in your current current states of being bulk up or lose weight what position could you play right now not necessarily well like not not necessarily tomorrow but like no, no, a few no. months you, from now you got a couple months to decide yeah i'm just gonna like put on 30 pounds and you know be the saddest right guard in the world or go the opposite direction and try to be I lean could, and i could give you some time at safety i could return a pun or two okay okay i'm h back i could get up to h back or full back Okay, because I'm I'm at about five eleven two twenty two right now. Mm-hmm. So I think I could easily gain twenty. 
get up to about 240. And uh, I would be – I'd have a play and a half maybe in me of really yeah, – a hell of a play. Boy, it'd be, it's, if you've ever wanted to see an ACL fly off <laughs> like a rubber band shot from the fingers of a fourth grader into the stands, that's what you would get to see. But I could probably bulk up to be a decent-sized fullback, H-back that type. Additionally, I hope to run no more than three yards at a time. Yeah, I, I well, that's good. Like H back, you already got like you're like halfway to the line already. Right. I think I am best suited to be tight end who always runs his route three yards short of the first down marker. No, you don't, dude. You know who you could have played for. You could have been one of those tight ends for Michigan that always ran like the oh waggle route. Oh my god! Out. Oh yeah, <laughs> Brian. I feel like you could be every player on Kansas State. They're all exactly the same That's size. That's true. Oh my god, dude! You could be like a cast off Gronkowski brother. You Shit. could be like a Gron. You could be the Gronkowski bastard. Is it? Is you, it? You is could it be a pass to... rusher, wide receiver, anything. Oh my god! Is it too late to like retcon my life? Yeah, it's too late. Shit! Thanks, mom. The eighth Gronk. The long-lost Gronk. The worst Wu-Tang album ever. (laughs) Straight from the 8th Gronkowski! Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. 